Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Let's begin Zion Amad Bez, eight lines from the bottom. Ahu Gavro, the Akdash Bishiroi, was a man who made Kedushin, an acquisition of marriage. So he has a Kenyan, in a broad sense, Kedushin is the rights to determine the woman's status are handed over from the woman to her husband. That requires a Misa Kenyan, a symbolic act that affects this transfer of jurisdiction. And if he did so with Shirai, with silk cloth, Rabbi Omar Lutzri Hishuma. Rabbi says there's no need for an appraisal of the value of the cloth, of this meshi, the, the, the uh, silk. Rav Yosef says there is a need to get an appraisal for this silk. Machlokas. Now there must be a shavakruta for Kedusha Kesef, which is what we're talking about over here. Kedushin through the transfer of Kesef, or Shava Kesef, some store of value. The debate over here is about, is there is there a need for an appraisal? If the groom presents to the bride, that he's giving her this silk at a valuation of Koldahu. Rashi says, as they are, without assigning a value to them. He's not saying, I want to affect this symbolic act through a certain value, but rather whatever they're worth. And they're certainly worth more than a Shavapruta. Silk is a valuable material. So it certainly is worth a Shavapruta. Then, Kuleama Lopligi de Lotsri Hashuma. Everyone agrees there's no need to get an appraisal. Idamala Khamshin, if he said to her that he's giving it to her, as 50, below Shavachamshin, and they are not in fact worth 50, Holo Shavu. So then it's obviously not worth what the agreed upon amount for this Kenyan was. So that's also not a debate. Kipligi, where is the realm of debate between Rabbah and Rav Yosef? Damar Hamshin. The Shavachamshin, where he said he's going to give her this cloth, the silk, at a value of 50, and it is in fact worth 50. Then there's a debate, is there a need for an appraisal or not? Rabbah Amar, Lotzri Chishoma. Rabbah says it's not necessary to get an appraisal. 
Because it is worth 50. Rav Yosef says, no, there is a need for an appraisal. Since the woman is not an expert in evaluating, so she's uncertain about the value. And therefore, there's a lack of miras smichas das. She is not entirely certain that she was given what was agreed upon, and therefore that would it arrests the completion of the Kenyan. That's Rav Yosef's opinion. But there is a need for shuma, for an, an appraisal, even though what was said is what was done. But she doesn't know that, and she has to know that. Alternatively, there are those who say, Behold, Even by the case where the groom presents these silk textiles as the vehicle of Kedushin through Kedusha Kesev, but he does not present it with an evaluation of 50, but rather whatever they are, and it's known that they're more than a Shava Pruta. Some say, even in that case, there is a debate. Rav Yosef HaMashava Kesev, Hariyoti Kesev. Rav Yosef holds that Shava Kesev, which is something that has the value of money, it has Hariyoti Kesev, it has the status of money. Ma Kesev Dekayet, just as money is of a specified value, so too, Shavakasev, something that has value, not as money per se, but something that has the worth of money, it can be exchanged for money, it also has to have a specified value. That's uh, another version of the Machlokis. Let's see Rashi. Lutzrichi Shuma. There's no need for an appraisal to have appraisers come before she accepts the silk to affect the Kiddushin. There is a need for an appraisal. Since there was no appraisal prior to the transaction, the Kiddushin was not Affected, as explained, when the groom presented it as whatever they're worth, scatchily behind kemoshahim, as they are, the first version, there is no need for shum according to anybody. It is clear to all that it is not worth less than a pruta. A pruta is the smallest, typically the smallest coinage, although conceivably it's it's possible that you can have a coinage that's worth less than a Shavapruta that is similar to the current state of affairs in the United States of America, where you have a penny, which is not really worth a Shavapruta. It's not enough to buy Kama Peros. You can't buy a, fr- a few fruits. It's uh, not something that's valuable enough today, according to, I think, the broader consensus. So it's possible to have coinage that's less than a Shavapruta. But Akalpanim 
this silk is clearly, even though the woman is not an expert necessarily in evaluating what is it worth, she knows it's worth more than a Sheva Pruta. If he said, the groom says to the bride, marry me with a transfer of 50 zoos, and these silk textiles are given in lieu of actual 50 zoos. And they're worth 50. Mew lo shamo. Nonetheless, there were no experts to appraise the value prior to the giving. Let's see the top of Kesem and Aleph. Shama Kesef ki Kesef. Gabi Kedushin, Kesef Ksiv, concerning Kedushin, the fact of this Kenyan, the marriage Kenyan, applicable to Jews. Ksiv, we have the description of Kesef. Bishava Kesef is Rabbi ki Kesef. And something that has value even if it's not a store value itself per se, like Kesef, but it's also included to have the ability to affect a Kenyan of Kedushin like Kesef. And Amin al-Kamon, as we say later, Yashiv l'Rabba Shavah Kesef, Hilka ki Kesef bi'inon dikayetz. Just as money has to be something of a specified value, so too Shavah Kesef has to be clear. That is... Reflecting Rav Yosef's opinion in the Ikida Amri. Continuing the Gemara. Omar Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef said, Where do I drive this from? The Tanya, as was taught in Abraisa. Mikasef Miknoso. Makasef Hunikna. Describing the acquisition of. In Evet Ivi Rashi says, the Evet Ivi Ksiv. So we find that the indentured servant described of the Evet Ivri, the Kenyan, the, the acquisition, is affected through a Kenyan Kesev. But he is not eligible to be acquired through grain, or vessels, which is broadly in the category of Shavah Kesef, of something that has value, and one can peg that value to some monetary equivalent. But nonetheless, it's not valid for the Kenyan of Evadivri. What's the circumstance that we're describing that vessels and grain are ineligible? If you say that there is no acquisition through them whatsoever, to include Shava Kesef to be like Kesef, that there is an ability to make a Kenyan Kesef broadly, not only through money, but something that has monetary value. Rashi, Yoshiv Gulaso, Yoshiv, Kroyaseru, it's an additional, seemingly superfluous element of the verse. Motsi, the Mertov, 
Concerning the redemption of the Ebedivri, there's seemingly verbo verbose way of phrasing it, so therefore we derive from there Shava Kasef Kikasef Kibendim Mivrik Bey, Iknoinami Mikni Bey, Tersif Gulaso, Mikasef Ingasa. We derive that the ability for the redemption of this Ebedivri could be through not only Kasef but Shava Kasef. If there is not the value of a Shavapruta, which we described as the amount of money necessary to purchase camel pears, a few fruits, why are we saying that there's a problem, an inability to affect this Kenyan, a symbolic act of transfer through grain and vessels? I feel Kesav Nami. Even money as well would not be affected. So Aga, we see here in the Gemara that there is the potential to have something that is money that is less than a Shavapruta. Like we mentioned earlier, the penny. That it is Kesef and it's not worth a Shavapruta. doesn't mean the smallest denomination of coinage, but it has to have a minimum threshold of value. And you could, in theory, have coinage that is precise what it's worth, and it not be Shavakruta. So I feel a Kesef Nami. If the money is not worth a Shavakruta, then it also cannot affect the Kenyan Kesef. Rather, we're describing where there is this minimum threshold of value, enough to purchase Kamaperos. Given the look, I'd see, look. But since it's not specified, there's no clarity what is the actual value. So therefore, it's invalid for affecting the Kenyan. The, the symbolic act needs something of a specified value. So that's how Rav Yosef learns. V'edech, according to Rabo, this is what is meant to be understood. B'teres kasef hunikne, the case of Evidivri, there is an acquisition through kasef, through money. V'enikem teres tevuel kalim, but not through an alternate means of symbolic act, which can be achieved through grain or vessels. Mainino, what type of Kenyan are we describing? Chalipin. A Kenyan Chalipin is an exchange. Kenyan of exchange is something that is an invalid means of affecting transfer of, of ownership by the Eved Ivri. Rav Nachman, Amr Peirus, and according to Rav Nachman, that in general says, Perus, fruits, are not eligible to affect the Kenyan Chalipin, nothing to do with Evidivri. In general, Rav Nachman says, Perus are ineligible to affect a Kenyan Chalipin, this barter, exchange Kenyan. What are you going to say? There's, there's no need to tell you a specific exclusion by Evidivri of Tvua. Kalim, Tvua anyway is exempt, is, is not eligible to affect a Kenyan Chalipin. Rather, we're talking about where there's not a Shavapruta, so this, an alternate interpretation according to Rav Nachman, within the framework of Rabo, that there is no Shavapruta here, so we're talking about Tvua and Kalim that have less than the value of the purchasing power for 
a few fruits. Was a kindness, my area to Kalim, I feel a kiss of Nami, and then that which will you'll be bothered. Why are we discussing Tvua and Kalim? Why is there an exception from the ability to affect this transfer through the means of grain and vessels? I feel a Nami, even money also will be ineligible to affect a Kenyan if it's Pachas Meshavakruta, it's less than the minimum threshold of value. Lomi boy Kama, it's telling you not only this, but even further. Lomi boy Kesef, not only is it true by Kesef, the Ispe Shavakruta in Vilolo, that if there is the value within this coinage of a Shavakruta, of the amount to purchase Kama Peros, a few fruits, then it can be used to affect the symbolic act of transfer. But if not, if it has less store of value than that, it cannot be effective for the Kenyan. But I would have thought that by grain and vessels, since the utility, the actual benefit that can be achieved through them is close at hand, perhaps even though it's also less than a Shavapruta, it's less grain than enough to buy a few fruits. The vessel is of relatively inconsequential financial value, a bobby pin, something like that. I would have thought maybe that these things have an advantage because they are readily available, unlike money, which has no inherent value. It's only a store of wealth to buy something else that is actually of utility. So I would have thought these have that advantage. Tvu and Kelen has the advantage of Makarva Hanayoso that affects Gomar Umakne that the person has the Gemir's Das, the Smichas Das, is willing to affect this transfer. Kamashmalon therefore comes to tell you not only Kesef, that's less than a Shavapruta, is ineffective for a Kenyan Kesef, but even the Shavakesef of Tvu and Kelen, not of Chalipin, different interpretation, because anyway, as we said, there's no Chalipin by Eros, according to Rav Nachman. Rather, the Chiddush is that even though even though there is the ready, immediate ability to use and benefit from these things, I would have thought that that compensates for the relatively small value that it possesses. And therefore, it comes to teach you, know, it does not compensate. It's worth less than a Shavapruto, even though its utility is immediately available. Nonetheless, the person is not willing to affect this transfer with such an inconsequential value. Amar of Yosef. Rav Yosef said, Where do I derive my position? Ditanya, in accordance with the Braisa. This cap will be used to redeem my son, my firstborn son. This talis, this cloak, will be used to redeem my son. These statements have no value. He has not affected the Kenyan, the transfer, to affect the redemption of the firstborn. If he said, this calf at a valuation of five slime, 
for the redemption of my son. Or similarly, this talis at the valuation of five sala for the redemption of my son. Then his son is redeemed. He has fulfilled the requirement of Pidin Aben. This redemption, how is it to be understood? If we say it's not actually worth five sala. So just by declaring that it is, does it matter? Rather, is it not that even though it is worth five sala, but since the value is imprecise, it's inadequate to affect Pidinaben. Pidinaben must be for five sala. And since the value of this calf or talis is has not been subject to a, a shuma, has not been appraised. So if he says that it's worth this amount, the five sala, to affect Pidinaben, Rav Yosef says now he can use it as such. But if it's not specified, if the value is nebulous, then he cannot affect Pidin Aben, even though the actual value is the same either way. Given the Lokaitzi, well, since it is not precise, he's not able to. So that's Rav Yosef's contention. No, rather, really we're talking about where it's not worth five sloim. And we're talking about where the coin accepted it as five slime. Like that which is described by Rav Kahana, Shakil Sudra, Mibe Pidinaben. It's another Girsa, Bipidinaben. Rav Kahana took a Sudra. The cloth that was used for a turban from the house of the redemption of the firstborn, or in in exchange to affect Pidin Aben. Amar lay, and he said to him, the father, Lididi Chazili. Or there's another Girsa, Lididi Shavali. It's worth it for me. Chamesh Slime. This Suda, this that I can use for my hat. My turban is worth five slime. Amr of Ashi, the Amr and Elakigon of Ghana. Rav Ashi qualifies this. It has to be somebody that's like Rav Ghana. Degaver Abu, because he's a great man. And he needs to have a hat on his head. So for him, he's willing to pay extra. It's not optional for him. He needs the hat. So therefore, it has an additional value for him, but it's not just you say it's worth it to you that it works. It has to actually have some basis in reality. For, for a regular person, it's it's not effective. Similar to Demar Barabashi, Ma Barabashi, Zodan Sudra Me'ime Dirabo Mikube. He purchased a Sudra, this cloth that could be used for a turban. From the mother of Rabbo, from the city of Kubi. It was worth 10, but he purchased it for 13. For him, it was worth more. Because he was a Gavar Rabbo, so it had a greater utility for him. He had a greater need for it. And it was actually 
his uh, the value for him was 13 and he paid 13. Let's take a look at Tosos briefly. Rivkana Shakal Surdra the Vidina Ben. Sounds like Rivkana was a coin. Vitema, and this is a wonder. The Bikasef, the Besov, Elu Ovrin, Gemarim Psachim, Mem Testament Aleph, Mashma, Delohaya coin. Sounds like Rivkana was not a coin. The Kamar Ilar, Nesivik Kanto, Lo, Veloy. Sounds like he was not a coin himself. Is is married to a Baskoin. And one Teretz also says, is maybe <clears throat> there were two Ravkana. Inami, an alternate explanation. Perhaps there's only one Ravkana. And yes, he was not a coin, but he was married to a Baskoin. And he would take on behalf of his wife. So his wife was a Baskoin. Just like we find in Azra Chaim Ba'keva, the Rav Kahana ate the matanos on account of his wife, the matanos of Azra Chaim Ba'keva. So perhaps, Tosu says in the second answer, similarly, he can take the five slime forbidden aben on account of his wife. Let's beer exactly what mechanism this is. Azra Chaim Ba'keva, we understand has no Kedusha, it's Chulin, Hagam, that it needs to be eaten, there are some minor restrictions, should be eaten, in a manner that is of regal method of consumption. So ideally, either in according to the Rambam, Kipshuto, roasted with mustard, or Tosa says how you like it, if there's no particular preference, then that is the default. Lakopanim, in, in a broader sense, there's not a status of kedusha to Zrolachai Makeva, and Ravkana can consume them on behalf of his wife, who was a Baskoin. She could receive these gifts. The Chamesh Sloim are also Chulim. The redemption of the firstborn, the money is not limited, doesn't have any kedusha. So therefore, he could take on her behalf. Is this an element of Ishtokagufo? Because there's a, an attachment. He is like his wife, and she has a Baskoin. Or is this a different mechanism? It's a little bit mashmantosos, perhaps, that it's a different mechanism. It says, Bishvil Ishtokagufo, for his wife he would take. Perhaps it's by virtue of the fact that her Masiyadayim accrued to her husband. And part of the financial arrangement, it's not biblical, but financial arrangement of Ksuba, the default is that the woman, when she brings in some gains financially, those accrue to her husband. So he has to provide for her. And if she has earnings, which the default assumption is that her earnings are less than her upkeep. So it's to her advantage to have such an arrangement that her earnings accrue to her husband and he has to provide for her. But it's negotiable. She would prefer otherwise. Her earnings far outstrip the upkeep of her maintenance. She can say she'd rather keep her earnings 
and he doesn't have to provide for her. That's, that's an option. It's structured as the default, what's presumed to be to her benefit. So it, it could be that that's what's going on over here, that she has maisi adayim, we construe these matnas kahuna as maisi adayim for her, and therefore it's, it's an, a gain that she gains accrues to her husband. And since it's chulun, so he can take it. Perhaps that's the, the mechanism uh, without coming on to Ishto Kagufa necessarily. Al-Khopani, uh, that would be an Afkamino, right? What would be the halacha in the event, let's say, Mrs. Rav Kahana, the Baskoin, was a major uh, tycoon, and she says, I'm not interested in you providing for me. My personal income is way more than my upkeep. So would he be able to still receive the Matmus Kahuna, for her, or the Chamesh Sloim for her. It's totally in that question. Is it by, by virtue of Ishto Kagufa or based on the Maisiadayim by default going to the husband? Let's continue in the Gemara. Amar Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar said, Iskarji li bimone. The groom says to the bride, Be married to me with a mone. Benasan la dinner. That's a, a hundred is the offer. And he gave her a dinner. He's working his way towards that. Mana is the offer. And he gave her a dinner. Behold, she is married. Kinyan Kedushan has been affected. And he has to complete the giving that he said he would give. My time. What's the reasoning? Even though Amar la Mana, since he said to her, Mana, the Yoivla dinner, and he only gave her a dinner. We construe this as if he had said uncondition. So he's giving her a down payment. He says, I'm going to give you a hundred. He gives her one. The understanding is it's uncondition. He's, he's giving a start, and the condition will be affected. Al-Minas, he's saying, uncondition. And Rav Huna, in the name of Rav, said, Anyone who makes this formulation on condition is understood to be saying, from now. So he's saying, I'm giving you the one now, here's a dinner, and I've got to pay up the full amount. Of it. But the almanas is understood as me'achshav. So it's really a, a double implication. He didn't actually even say almanas. But it's kimanda amar almanas, and almanas is keomer me'achshav dami. So really, very little was said here, but we interpret and interpret further the intention that he gave her just a dinner. He told her he's going to give her for kedushin the money. We understand we understand it to mean on condition, and on condition itself we understand to mean from now. May say we have a cash on this. He's actually If the groom says to the bride, "Be married to me." With a mone, and he started counting out dinner after dinner. And then one of them wants to get back out. One of them is getting cold feet. Even though as he's counting out the last dinner, the attache case is empty. Okay, they're about to be married. Each one can say, No, no, I'm back out. I don't. He says, I don't want to marry you. She says, I don't want to marry him. 
That's it. They're done. That seems to be a kasha. It's not married and he has to count out and, and later pay the full money. What is the case we're describing here? We're describing where he said, with this money. So when he said, with this money, he's not making a down payment. He's just describing the whole giving. It's not almanas. saying, this is the money I'm going to be Mekadoshi with. And he starts counting it out. So therefore, until he is done, he doesn't mean to say me'asha from the first dinar, but rather he's just showing that this is a full minute. Until it's done, either side can back out. Rashi. The monazu did die akula. The intention is for all of it, her intention. Interesting, Rashi focuses on her intention, meaning both can back out, but her gmiras das was for everything here, needs, needs to equal a money until it's been delivered, so the deal has not been consummated. Ha, mid the seifa of monazu, from the fact that the seifa, the concluding statement, is describing monazu, the specification of this mana collectively is being given over for kedushin, reisha of manastam. So the first teaching is talking about mana in general, not this mana is giving a dinner, and it's like he said on the nas, and the kedushin is chal right away, and he just has to pay up. But that's not talking about mana zu, that's talking about mana stam. He didn't say this mana, he's, he's giving her a dinner now towards the mana that he will ultimately give her. The katani seifa, oh my law, he's kachili mana zu. From that which is taught in the concluding case, be married to me with this mana. And it comes out if there was a money lacking a dinner, meaning it was almost a money. It was missing one dinner. Oh, dinner shalnachoshes. Or it had the final dinner, but it was made out of copper instead of silver. Then she's not married. Dinner ra. What if it was a coin of a dinner, but of inferior quality? She is married. He did give her a full mana. But he has to exchange the bad dinner that has poor purchasing ability because the merchant sees this dinner and he hems and haws and says, you got another one? This one is kind of rubbed out. He's not happy about it. So the groom has to exchange this inferior coin for a proper dinner. But he did give a mana. No. No. Rather, the Reisha and the Seifa Dhamma Manazu, both are describing where he said Manazu, this Mane. And the Bryce is coming to explain, if one of them, the groom or the bride, want to back out, even till the last coin, they may do so. In which case, is it sad? That is true when the groom presents to the bride bimanazu. And this also is reasonable. Because if you would say the first attempt that we explained in this Braisa, that the beginning teaching was manastam, and the second teaching, the seifa, was manazu, hash manastam, 
Lo, have a kedushin. Now that we're talking about in the ratio, monastan, the, the unspecified money, there will not be kedushin, but monazu, my boy. So if that's the case, then by monazu, would it be necessary to say? Certainly by monazu, it would not be kedushin, saying this money. If it be because of this, lo iria, tana seifa There'd be no reason for the tana to describe the conclusion as a revelation for the introduction. Shalotoma reishab manazu, that you shouldn't say that the initial case is in a context where the, the groom said this mana, av manastam. But if he would have said generically, with mana, without saying this mana, that it would be kedushin, the concluding case of the brisa says manazu this mana, to indicate that the reisha is talking about manastan, and nonetheless, it is not kedushin in the seifa. See Rashi. If it comes out that the dinner is missing when he said Manazu, then she's not married. And that is why in the Seifa it was described that if one of them wanted to back out, either the groom or the bride, they may do so until the end. It's reasonable to explain that there's a an explanation here that, that the... Uh, Seifa, this being my farish. Hashda monastam, tanole diecholam lachser. Now that the case of monastam, when he's offering, the groom is offering a monet, not this monet, but a monet. Diecholam lachser, that they're able to back out. Kol zman shlo kibla all the while that she's not received everything. B'manezu, when the groom says this monet, v'nim sechaser. And it comes out that there is something lacking in this mana. He didn't actually give her a mana. Chaser dinar, the Bach adds, Certainly, she can back out, or he can back out. Back in the Gemara. Rav Ashi says, Count and go forward. Shiny, that's different. Bafal Gav Rashi says, the Omar the Monastam, the ratio said, Monastam, Kibon, the Chazite Mone, since she sees him counting out, Beholech, and continuing, Daitakulo. So even though he he only said money, he didn't actually say this money, but she sees that he's got a whole attache cave. So she's thinking that she's getting it now, not a down payment. But if he only says, I'm giving you a money, and he Pulls out of his wallet one dinner. Since there's no Atashay case and he's not continuing to count out, so she understands she's getting a down payment. And it's like saying Amanas, like saying Me'achshov, and there's Gemirstas She wants to be married on condition that he pays up the full amount, but does not need to happen right away, and there would not be the ability to back out. Because Monavaholech, we see that Monavaholech frames, without the wording zu, it frames the intention that this is not a down payment, but the intention to complete the deal now.
This dinner of copper, what's the case? If she knows about it, she sees that this is an inferior dinner, so she's willing to accept it. No, it is necessary to talk about a case where he gave it over to her in the night and she was unable to discern that it was copper. Inami, alternatively, that it's found among the Zuzim. Hi. So, meaning either at night or where it was hidden. Rashi says, She didn't recognize it. Because this bad dinner was sandwiched between good dinner, she didn't notice it. What's the case of the dinner ra? A bad, inferior dinner. If it has no purchasing potential, it's not going to go. Nobody's going to take it at the store. That is the case of dinner shanachoshes. Rashi says, Why do we say by dinner ra that she is mekudeshes and he has to be machlef, he has to switch it out? It doesn't mean that it has no value. It does have some value, and it can be purchased in a store. It might require require a little finesse, a little cajoling, but there are merchants who will accept it, and therefore it is considered a, an inferior dinar, but nonetheless a dinner that can complete the money. Nonetheless, he does need to switch it out. Omar Rava. Omar Rav Nachman. Rava said in the name of Rav Nachman, Omar Lai if he said to her, become married to me with a mana, and he gives her a collateral. So he didn't give her a down payment, like the previous in the Reisha, but rather he gave her collateral. Now she's not married. There is no mana, there is no collateral. So there's no kiddushin. Rava Rav Nachman, Rav Asakasha against Rav Nachman, Kidsha Bimashkon, Mikudashas. If he married her with a collateral, she is married. So you see that Mashkon, the collateral, could be effective for Kiddushin. Also Bimashkon Dachirin. Now there is talking about where it's collateral for others. Rashi says, Bimashkon Dachirin, Shahibi that were in his hands. So the groom has a Mashkon of someone else's. The and he married her with a debt that he has on this mashkon. Therefore, she is married. Because he can actually transfer to her this mashkon, the collateral, and the, the kinyan he has in this mashkon as securing a debt is his to transfer to her. She now is, is holding this security for the debt. That he that he has from somebody else. Ukid Rabbi Yitzchak, in accordance with Rabbi Yitzchak, Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Minayin LeBalchov Shekar Mashkin. Yitzchak taught us that how do we know that the the lender, the, the creditor, acquires the collateral? Shenamar, as the verse states, Ulachat Yitzdaka, Lefnei and to you it shall be righteousness, Tzedaka. To restore the collateral to the poor borrower. 
He needs his sleeping bag at night, so give him his sleeping bag back. Take it back again in the morning. If the creditor doesn't actually acquire the collateral, why is it considered tzedakah? Rather, Yitzchak says, you see from here, that it is considered tzedakah. He does have an acquisition in this mashkan, the collateral. The sons of Rapuna Bar-Avin purchased a maidservant with some frutos, and they didn't have it in their hands, so there wasn't agreed upon price, but they didn't have the cash. And instead, they gave over a bar uh, of, of uh, silver in lieu of the actual coinage, the money, later the value of a maidservant went up. Also, they came before Rabbi Ami. They wanted to back out. And he ruled in favor of the sellers, the sellers of this maidservant, that there were no monies given, and the Nazca, this bar of silver, is also not effective to, to secure the deal. And if they want to back out, they can back out. Similar to what we said before, Mona Enkan, Mashkan Enkan. Because Mekadesh with a Mashkan, for what he planned to give, it does not affect the Kiddushin. Tanarabana. The sage is Tadis Kadshili Bimone. If the groom says, Come marry to me with a money. And she takes it and throws it into the ocean or into the fire. You can use your own creative imagination of how she destroys it. She is not married. What would be if she just poured it out in front of him? Have a Kedushin. Sounds like that would be Kedushin. Is she not saying that she's not interested in taking it? Lomi boy, comma. It is rather describing Lomi boy, comma, that this is not only this case. Lomi boy, come. It's not to imply that if she just pours it out in front of him that she's not married. But maybe you would have thought that if she poured it out in front of him, that that's not Kedushin. But if she would throw into the ocean or into the fire, I would say, Since she now becomes on the hook to pay for this loss of the damage that she's caused the prospective groom who's being rejected, maybe she actually does want to become married because it's very expensive she have to pay for all this damage. And then, okay, so if she really means to get married, so what is she doing? She's checking this guy out. Is he an angry type person or not? So it's a very unusual way of looking at it. Maybe she really does want to marry him, but and she doesn't want to have to be on the hook for all this money. So she could have just rejected it, thrown it on the floor. 
But by throwing it into the, the ocean or into the, the fire being destroyed, she's on the hook for it. So we, we take pause. Maybe she doesn't want to be on the hook for it. She does want to be married. But she wants to see, is her groom a, a very patient person who's slow to become angry or not? So that's what you might have thought. Therefore, it's telling you, know, even in that case, she is rejecting him and she might be needing to spend years working this off. But too bad, she does not want to marry him. Tana Rabbanah, the sages stop. Iskat sheli b'mana chinom, b'mana t'nom la'abo ulavich. If he says to her, become married to me with a mana, and she says, give them to my father or your father, then she is not married. But if she says, on condition that they will receive them for me, she wants the money in escrow, either by the groom's father or her father, then she is married. If they'll be holding it on her behalf, fine. Tana Abo was taught concerning the case of the father, to teach you the strength of the first teaching. Tana Avich, and the teaching of your father is to teach you the strength of the concluding statement. If the groom says, be married to me with a mana, and she says, give them to so and so. A friend dimension, not her father, not his father. There is no marriage here. But if she says, give it to this third party, whoever it is, no relative, on condition that this third party receive them for me, then it is a valid kiddushin. And it is necessary. If you would have only taught the case where it's a relative, either her father or his father, that's where she says on condition that they receive them for me. Have a condition. That it will affect a proper condition. Because she is relying on them. She thinks that they are party to this marriage and interested in being her messenger. But a third party, no one who's uh, being party to this marriage, maybe she's not really expecting them to do the job, to accept the money for her. And if I would have only taught the case where she says, give it to a third party, not related, only in that case would I have thought that if she says, give them to so-and-so, a third party, that it's not a kiddushin. Since she has no particular affection for that person, Matana to give it as a gift. But by the relatives, whether it be her father or his father, she has an affinity for them. I would have thought that when she says give it to them without saying on my behalf, but just as a gift, that she has some interest in them gaining. So I would have thought that there would be a condition affected. Therefore, it's needed to tell you, even in such a case, that there was no Kiddushan unless she says to give it to your father or my father to receive it for me. The sage is taught, if the groom says, become married to me for a monet, place them on a rock, 
She is not married. But if it was a rock that she owned, she says, place it on my rock, then she is married. Boy, Rabbi asked a question. What's the din if both the prospective groom and bride own this rock, and she says, place it on the rock, which she is a partner with the groom on this rock? Take This is unresolved. If the groom says, become married to me with this loaf, and she says, give it to the dog, she is not married to him. If it was her dog, she's saying, I need to feed my dog, so give this loaf to my dog, that's going to cover my expenses, that's accepting it for her. So she is married. Boy, Rav Mary. Rav Mary asked the question, what if, not her dog, it's a dog running after her. So she's <laughs> quite alarmed over here. Mao, what's the halacha? With that benefit, that this loaf is saving her, from this dog, maybe she means to accept this loaf to get that dog off her tail, not, not to, to harm her. She means to actually become married. Hmm. Or perhaps she could say, Amale, she, could, she has a more cool and calculated disposition and she's not willing to get married for this loaf. And she says, The Torah obligates you to save me. And I was just saying, hmm. give the, the loaf to the dog. You do what you have to do. Why should I become married to you for this loaf? Take this is an unresolved question. Does she actually mean to accept it for Kedushin, to get this dog off her? Or is she, uh, she just saying, do what you have to do, and no Kedushin? If the groom says to the bride, become married to me with this loaf, and she says, give it to this pauper, she is not married. Even if this is a pauper that generally relies on her. She is holding up and, and keeping up this ani, keeping this ani afloat. My time, what's the reasoning? Amrlei, she says to the groom, just as I am required to give charity, to give tzedakah, to support this poor person. So too, you are obligated to take care of this pauper. The fact that this pauper happens to be relying on me, that's just a matter of, of the the circumstance, but it is not fundamental. You're just as obligated as I am. And here, there's no duress. She's not being chased by the dog. So here, the presumption is that she does not mean to accept it as Kiddushin. And when she says, give it to the Ani, she's saying, you do what you're supposed to do. You give this poor person Sadaqah and no Kiddushin. Ahu gavra dehavakamazavin chumre hasaycho. There was a person that was selling, Rashi says, Butins, Shosna Shabdil, Vechosna Harbimehen, Bechut Echod. So some type of beads or buttons that are str- strung together. Vosnoso, Kmina Anak, and it's made into a type of uh, choker chain. Vinosin, Sabran Lutengor, and they would place it on their necks to sell. Vijesh Gorsin, Sicha Vehain Shel Schuchis, some say they are made out of. A type of glass, kmin tabos, little rings of glass, dakim thin, 
the Kohen Hassan, Sholis, Eloshin Rabbaseinu, Ustanis. Various ways of describing this. Asayu hahi itsa. And this woman came. Amr lei havli. Chad shucha. And she said, give me one string. Chad shucha molechut anak. One of these that you, you're selling. Amr lei Gradually. She says to him. She says she wants to get one of these. And he says, the seller says to her. Hey, how about if you become my wife with it? Amra le hava meavo. She says back to him, give it, give it. Amra vchama kol hava meavo lav klumu. Anytime when she says, give it, give it, it's nothing. She's just saying, don't bother me. Not interested in your proposal over here. She wants to buy it and just just give it. She's not interested in this being for kedushin. There was a man who was drinking wine in the shop. Similar, a woman came. She says to him, give me a cup of wine. He says, sure, I'll give you a cup of wine if you want to become my wife. She says to him, give me to drink, give me to drink. Anytime the woman says this uh, repeated Ashkin, give, give to drink, that's nothing. Meaning, she has no intention to become married. Even if he does give the drink, she's just saying, stop joking around, just give me a drink. There was a man, a similar case, who was throwing down dates from a date palm. A woman came by. She said to him, throw me down two dates. If I throw down to you two dates, become my wife. She said, just throw it, throw it. Anytime there's this double phraseology, throw it, throw it, it's nothing. There's no intention for Kiddushin. The question was raised, what if she didn't say the double phraseology, just give Poor, cast, throw, without the doubling over. There's no uh, sense of uh, rejection. Or do we say that anyway she's rejecting him? Amravina Mikudeshis. Ravina says no, she is married. Unless she says in this, this manner, double lashem, double, double phraseology. So Ravina says she is Mikudeshis if she does it once. She's agreeing to the deal. Rasama Baraksa Amar Tago de Malko. Rasama Baraksa says, by the crown of the king, even if she only says it once, she does not mean to become married to him. That by the crown of the king, certainly, even if she only said it once, she's not interested in becoming married to this guy. And she's just saying, give it, but she's not accepting it as kiddushin. And further speaking about the halacha, So the case we spoke about at the beginning, Rabba and Rav Yosef, Describing the giving of the the meshi, this uh, the silk, so it does not need a an evaluation of uh, an appraisal of the value. Interesting, Rishon to speak out that it, it doesn't say the halachas like Rabbah as opposed to Rav Yosef. 
it says the silk does not require an appraisal. That's the halacha. And what did Rebbe Lazar say? That if somebody's Makadish with a hundred dinner and he only gave her one, so with a, with a money, right? So she's not Makudashes. So that, that's, uh, that was the, the Memra of Rebbe Lazar. And the Allah is like Rava in the name of Rav Nachman, a bad Amashkon, that if somebody's Makadish uh, says with a money, and he only gave a Mashkan, that there's no Kedushin. What is the, just to focus back in the beginning of Rabba and Rav Yosef, this argument about the Shirai, about the, the silk. So there's a debate about what, so we pass in that there's no need for the Shoma, but why is that? Why is there no need for Shoma here? By the, the, the overture when the groom is offering to marry her with this silk. So the Ramam says, Amar la, this is in Perik Zayin, Allah Chirches, Hareat Mekodeshesli Begadim Elu, that behold, you are married to me with these garments, Shehin Shavin Chamishin Dinner, that they are worth 50 dinner, Vahayu Shalmeshi, and they were of silk, very valuable, Ukiyobit Sibahan, or such similar things. And here's the critical phrase of the Ramam, Shehayishamatavlehen, that the woman is interested in them. Women love silk, apparently. So, that's a diamond is a girl's best friend. <laughs> Trying to avoid that for Kiddushin, for separate issues. It's hard to know what the value is. But over here, she's interested in silk. So therefore, there's Gmir's Das. It's not something that's, uh, you know, 50 dinner worth of old tires. She has no interest in old tires. Right. She'll have to sell that to get herself some silk. She does want the silk, though. So she's... She's some chadaitel. She's interested in this. And if it is worth fifty, she is married from the time she takes it. There's no need to get an appraisal. She has an interest in in the ringle and in, in the uh, she wants to have this uh, the silk. So the Ramam says that's pshat. Why there's no need for the appraisal up front. The shuma. There's no need to get an evaluation by Shuk in the marketplace. And then she should be married. In order that she should have she should have the full intention for Kedushin. Rather, since they're worth what he said they are, she is married from the first moment that he gives it to her, she accepts it. But if, she, if he said the silk at the value of 50 and it's actually not worth 50, then she is not married. So it has to be that what he's saying is what he's doing. There's no need for an appraisal. The Ramam says, why? Because because the woman desires them. The others say, a different Mahalach, take a look at Hagos Maimonios, and his Oshei, Perkamo, Hilchasa Shirei Lotzrichi Shuma. The Halacha is that by this silk, there's no need for an evaluation for an appraisal. Pirsh ben Atam, Mitkam Talmudah, Bahai Lishna, Velo Kamar Hilchasa Kirabo. From the fact that the Gemara says, in this way, it doesn't say the Halacha is like Rabba, there's no need against Rav Yosef, that there's no need for an appraisal. Rather, it said, in this case, by Shirai, Bishar, Normally, when there's a debate among Tanaim, the Gemara makes a conclusion, tells you the halacha is, it'll say, the halacha is like so-and-so. It doesn't say that here. So, 
Therefore, Rabbeinu Ta'am says it's specifically silk, kiyotzebehen, and such similar things. He says a different tack, not like the Rambam, that it's because the woman has an interest. She wants silk, but he is sensitive to the same point. It doesn't say the halacha is like Rabbah against Rabbi Yosef. The fact that it gives this example, he says, is a different idea because there's a general appreciation, knowledge of the value of silk. So the lady knows roughly that it's approximately the value. It's not uh, wildly off the mark. It's not, it's not like a, a diamond, for example, that could be worth a lot or a little. Who knows? Maybe it's glass, cubic zirconium. You need to get an expert <laughs> to tell you what the value is. So that's, that's something that requires a shumah. But if it's something... He says, like, getting more practical over here, what's typically done, a ring of gold, something like that, people can generally find without any expertise what is the current value of gold. It goes by weight, pretty straightforward. <clears throat> something that has no clear knowledge to a layman what the value is. Then there is a need for an evaluation and appraisal. Therefore, if a person marries, the man marries a woman with a ring of gold that has precious gem in it, there's a need to get it evaluated. We need an appraisal for that. Maybe she's thinking this is a very valuable, uh, precious gem. And she thinks it's worth more than it really is. And that's going to hinder the consummation of this deal. From here, we have a custom not to marry with a ring, that has a stone. Most people are not jewelers. They don't know how to evaluate the, the preciousness of a particular gem. So therefore, just with a simple gold band, that's easy. Anybody can figure that out. That's the minute to be for that. Now, according to the Rambam, this is not a problem. According to the Rambam, the Nikuda over here, why is it Shirayim? Meshi is something. Now, if the diamond is a, best, a girl's best friend, so she's interested in that also. She's some chadayta, she's happy to accept it. And Lachera, according to the Rambam, not like Rabbeinatam, it's a different Nikuda. What is unique about the Meshi, about this silk? According to the Rambam, Lachera, there's no reason to avoid being Makadish with a ring that has precious gems. What is the issue? And of course, the minig is to be mikdash with a simple wedding band. Because of Yasaf nonetheless, if he does marry her with a ring that has a precious gem, it does work. Since he did not specify that we're talking about a woman who herself is a jeweler, in order for it to work, even if she doesn't know, and he says, at the end of the day, it is worth chamishin. If he says, worth chamishin, it is worth chamishin. So, even it's not a, a reyesa in the kedushin, to the extent that we would say she's not mikdashas, it would be adequate for mikdashas, but still the minig is to use something simple and easy to evaluate.